Okay, so Perak Lamadalid. So this is chapter ten Posak Chof Aleph. Now we're talking about Khoshik. Not a Yodha Alashamaim, so Hashem tells Moshe to stretch out his hand over the heavens and and uh, there's going to be a darkness. So Midrash says there was darkness there for six days. So three days. And additionally, there was another three days, seemingly, of not even being able to move. So, Shlosha Yamim Arishonim Lorau Ish Es Echav. Vishlosha Yamim Achronim Omed Loyuchel Lishevis. Someone who was standing could not sit down. Yoshev Lo Haya Yochel Lamud. And someone who was sitting could not stand up. Vikol Maka Mishameshes Sheva Yamim Yom. Oh, so the Midrash has a little bit of a difficulty that we know that all the Makas <laughs> happened for seven days. And with the Makas, Choshech, even after we add the three plus the three, right? So that still only gets us to six. So where is the seventh day of darkness? The answer is that one was preserved for later on for at the Yamsuf. Like the Pasuk says over there, it was very dark a cloud that basically that uh, made it dark for the Egyptians that, that they that they couldn't see okay so that's the midrash so let's just just a quick look at the posuk that we have the way of a redundancy the posuk seems to say why do I need Shlosh Yamim again? Right? It says Shlosh Yamim twice. So the, so we're reading it like this. Shlosh Yamim, they couldn't see. And then they couldn't stand up. Shlosh Yamim. So three and three, that's six. Okay? Good? It's not an addition for not being able to stand up. They couldn't see. Right. First, they couldn't see for three days. And then also, they couldn't stand up for three days. Okay. Or sit down. What? Or sit down. Or sit down, whatever. We just couldn't move. Yeah. Okay, now uh, another midrash, Ubi midrash, mehechan haya choshech. Where did this darkness come from? Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Nachemia had a discussion about it. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, mihoshech shel mala. It came from the upper darkness. Shneimar yesht choshech sisro svivosov sachso. Where, by the way, uh, just so I can fill it in, where is this? Tell me your chas, your base. Okay. So, uh, there is a, basically, Hashem is surrounded with the darkness, right? That you, you, uh, it, it covers him, you basically, you can't see him, right? Uh, up there, there's a darkness. Rabbi Nechemia Omer, Mechoshech Gehenim. Nechemia says, no, it came from the lower darkness, the darkness from Gehenim, Shanemar Eretz, Eitsa Kemo Ophel Tsalmovis Velo Sudarim. And that is from where, Ari? Eov 
Yud Chafez. Thank you. Okay, yeah, so obviously uh, death, Gehenim, uh, that's an awful Tzalmovus, it's a darkness of uh, the shadow of death, right? The, 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 the place of death. So that's, uh, that's a type of a darkness. Okay, so um, what is the Machlaikas between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Nehemiah? What does it matter where it comes from? Well, it really, where it comes from speaks to what kind of a darkness it is, right? Uh, in darkness doesn't usually come from places. <laughs> darkness doesn't okay. usually come from places? What do you mean? It's darkness is usually yeah. the absence of light. Darkness doesn't move from A to B. Uh-huh. Even so, we see that this one does. So, well, I mean, I think there's a lot of different questions happening here. One second. So, first of all, Tzvi is asking a different point that darkness is just the absence of light. It's not. It's not an entity unto itself. So, for sure, Rashi here understands not like that. Rashi says that that the the, the latter three days, right, yeah. that, it, that the darkness was literally palpable. It was a. That's what the reason why someone standing up couldn't sit down, or someone sitting down couldn't stand up, is because there was a. Uh, there was a um, what matter some yeah like a, some sort of a dark matter right that was that that filled up everything that they couldn't move. Um, so it's so interesting because like the exact opposite of a vacuum. It's actually, I never even thought about that. You think like space is darkness, which means you can just float forever. Here's like the most solid thing you can get. Yep. So that's now, now, so I guess the more, so that's, that's as far as that, Kasha. As far as Noah's question, who, who cares where it came from, I think the point is, the more, you know, when we're talking about the makas, the ten makas, ten makas are the undoing of all of reality that Hashem built. And the reason why Hashem did it is to manifest His absolute, you know, that He's the creator, right? The, the, the only one who can take the, you know, have full control over the thing is means that it's from him. He's, it's always in his hand, right? So, it's not just, if the purpose was to just beat up Paro, it could have been probably more easy, more more effective ways to do that, right? But, uh, but, but Hashem was, was displaying uh, lordship over all of existence. So, um, we're trying to g- gain uh, an insight as to this darkness, Right? In what way does it demonstrate this, you know, control of existence? Which which aspect of existence is this showing control over? Right. Yeah. Is this okay. question asked for the other makas in the midrash? Is like, it which question? Like like Where do the frogs come from? Is the answer that this is supernatural? I think we're trying to understand what is this darkness means. The other things are more are more uh, naturally right. Is uh, we see what it, what is the nature of this dark? Really, the question is here: What is the nature of this darkness? Yeah. Um, okay, so maybe actually let's pause here, and we'll uh, we'll pick up pick up next week on this discussion. So let's let's try to understand where this Hoshik is coming from, the two opinions. So says the morale Buurze Ki Ludas Rebi Huda Hachoshik Tamid Mora al Haheder. Okay, so darkness is 
how you translate Hadar? Uh, lack of existence. Um, it's, not, it's not per se destruction. It's it's uh, lack of yeah. Voidness, maybe. Yeah, maybe something like voidness. Yeah. So, so, um, Kemo, Shaor, Mora, Al, Mitsius. So, Hedder is opposite of Mitsius. So, uh, you know, whatever is the opposite of existence. Uh, non existence. Maybe non existence, Hedder. Yeah. So, so, light is the first thing that we see, right? Uh, in, in Parshish Bereshus, um, we see that everything that's created, and Hashem, and Hashem says, and, and it was good. It was good means... Let's make room for it. It means that... Uh, it was good means Roy Limitsius. Fit to, fit to exist. This is... Hashem, you look at something, this is good means... Yeah, leave it like this. This is fit to be like this. It's appropriate. This is appropriate. So by light, more than by anything else, it says that. Right? By everything else, it just says it was good. And by light, it says, and Hashem saw that it was good, which Rashi uh, is medayik, that you see that or is uniquely good, better than everything else. The difference is everything else is good the way you know, for whatever it's doing. Light is bad some good. Uh, much longer discussion uh, if you have the Kuntras, the, the old Kuntras, or Be'ez Hashem, the new Kuntras we're going to be putting out on Der Hashem, so their uh, entire long uh, eon on, on, on this concept of Or being Tov. Uh, so the Or Ganuz, right? So uh, so the point is, light is Roy Lumitsi's Be'etzim, not only that, it makes other things come into existence. Light brings other things into existence. In the darkness, everything is, so to speak, not functional, not, uh, even if I have a nice, really good table, chair, furniture, whatever, things, but if it's in the dark, none of it is functional, none of it has, is fully able to be, to do what it's meant to do, until light goes on. So light is the spitz, Mitzis, so much so that it brings other things into Mitzis. Uh Darkness is the opposite, like, we, like we're pointing out, is that darkness is really when, obviously every day when darkness sets in, the whole world kind of disappears, ceases to be, uh, uh, goes into a state of header, kind of reverting back to non-existence, right? To a certain extent, that's why we make a Birkasa Chakra every day. Everything is recreated every morning when the light Goes back on. That's uh, the shama comes back. Everything. That's why they fall asleep. The shama leaves. Everything. Darkness is heder hamitzis. Okay, hamaven yavan. So, so, so just like light is mitzis, kena choshech mora al heder on non-existence. Umipnei shahaolam nimsa. Acher Shehayaneder. So now, when the world comes, the, the world comes into existence. Prior to existing, there's non-existence. Okay. Post, once the world is done, so to speak, then there's again header. 
post existence. Right? Imagine uh, it's actually uh, scientists finally caught on to this concept, right? Um, so they, they understand, you know, thanks to Einstein, right, that the space-time continuum, right, the time is kind of like another dimension of space, right? And therefore you could imagine, let's, let's pull away, let's take one of the dimensions in three dimensions, right? Pretend. For a we can't think of more than three dimensions. And we make one of those three dimensions, now time. Yeah? So then the universe will, with all of the time, will have a certain shape to it. It'll be like a three-dimensional object. Does that make sense? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so let's let's make the horizontal slices be time, right? So pretend the world is two-dimensional, yeah? And then the horizontal slices will be time. So, for example, the the uh, the shape of it would be a, like a cone shape like this. Starting from a point, that would be the Big Bang, the point of creation, and then expanding out. That's the shape of the universe, which itself speaks to... Uh, creation itself. That's, uh, I think we spoke why? Well, why would the universe be shaped like this? I mean, in time, why is there a starting point if not that there's, that that's a moment of creation? Uh-huh. Okay. Awkward shape for the, for the uh, universe to happen to have, right? Um, so anyway, so the point is that um, so now the moment you go outside of that, so I mean, time negative one, right, you go anything beyond the voracious, anything earlier than that, the world doesn't exist, and anything past the alpha shvi, again, the, the, uh, uh, one, you know, the, the shvi is horror, right, the seventh, south of the year, there's, there's uh, again, the existence ceases, right, in, in the way that we know. So, uh, so that again, you're going to, into head. We'll see, not Alfashvi, actually, I should say. It's going to be Gehenna. That's what we're going to see. Okay, so the, these are the two opinions, really. I'm foreshadowing a little bit. Maral didn't say it yet. These are the two opinions, means if this is existence from here to there, so pre existence or quote unquote post existence is both had there. Lack of existence, non existence. And th- that, those would be both dar- uh, conceptually darkness. Darkness is non-existence. Light is existence. Okay, so there's only going to be two sources for darkness. Darkness being rooted in non-existence. So that's what that the maka the maka. Right, so the machlok is if it comes from before or after. Exactly. So the maka of maka's choshech. What's so terrible about it? Right. That it's like we said. The last three makas all have to do with death. Right. That by the locus that says amalvasazeh. Makas Bahor is obviously the actual people dying. And Koshech, what's the connection to darkness? Is because Koshech itself is, is a hefza of header, of non-existence. Right? So non-existence is rooted in one of two places. If you look at the world, uh, the, the Mysabracious, right? As existence. So non-existence is either before the thing is created or after it runs course. That's not, those are the two sources for non-existence. Therefore, we're having a machlekes, Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Nechemia, for this darkness, this non-existence, 
Yeah, where is it coming from? Is it coming from the original non-existence or the Gehenim, which is the post non-existence? What were you referring to when you met the science agrees that Heather it will end Heather as well? They, meaning they, they agree that outside of time there's no existence. Outside of like before and as opposed to as opposed to once upon a time, right? Aristotle believed in Olm Kadmon. There, 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 there is no, there, there was no uh, uh, end to it, right? But here, uh, with the Big Bang, they they've come to understand that there is a limit. That there's a beginning, and once there's a beginning, now there's an edge. Like that's the idea. Yeah, it's an edge. So, um, now. You can't ever ask, you know, well, in, if I keep moving in time, where, you know, what, what was happening before that, that's a um, internally f- flawed question. But but you see that outside of time, right, there, uh, uh, the, the thing doesn't exist. Okay. So, Umibnesha Olam, I mean, once Einstein put time as a Dimension, then by definition, it's, it itself is limited. Mm-hmm. It's like every few years they say, "Oh, actually, Einstein was right." Now we know. Every few years, you feel like I see something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So umipnesha olam nimsa acher shehu neder. The existence of the world is the next moment after non-existence. Right. So Bereshis Barolakim. That's the beginning of time. Before that is non-existence. Yeah. So prior to the or, where Hashem says vayi or, right? Prior to that is choshech, is, is non-existence. This refers to the upper darkness. That separates between Hashem and the world. Shanaymar. Shisi Choshech Sisro. He establishes uh, darkness uh, is in his secret, something like that. Vezeki, who is Borach, Nimsa, Vahaolum, Nimsa, which is get to the end of the sentence, Nimsa Acher Haheder. Okay, so he's explained to us the Pshat and the Pasuk. What? It's just a different word. It says, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, what are you saying? Nimsa. Thank you. Nimsa. So he's explaining in what way does. Choshech, mafsik between Hashem and the world. Well, because Hashem exists fundamentally, whereas the world doesn't exist fundamentally. I mean, the world is something that was not, and then afterwards was. That is this Choshech Ha'elion. Okay. Okay, I have a hard time understanding how before the world existed, there's darkness between God and the world. How does that? How does that work? The world doesn't exist. No. That 
means Hashem is above all of this, right? Um, Hashem exists, so to speak, He transcends existence or non-existence, right? Uh, if if the world also existed in a fundamental way, it, it was like Hashem, if, if, if such a thing could be, then there would not be this separation between the world and Hashem, right? But this is the separation. This is the big fundamental difference between everything created and the Creator is that Hashem is, as the Derech Hashem says uh, uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the first, very first oath of the first parak, right, is Hashem is Kadmon, uh, Rishon Kadmon Venitzki, right, which in the language of the Lashem is called Nimtza Kayim, absolute existence. The world is not that. That is the that is the difference between them. Difference means division, separation. Difference means, yeah. So that is represented by Choshech. Choshech is that the root of the existence of the world and everything that we know is rooted in the fact that it used to be not that way. In fact, that it it's rooted in non-existence. Right? It, it comes from non-existence. So that itself is the A, a difference between us and Hashem. Right? And, of course, speaks to the weakness of our existence. Okay? So, V'zehu ha-heder dovuk ba'olam mitzad so therefore, the, even the existence now of our world has stuck to it non-existence. It's always with us. As we exist, we're, we're, we're continue, we're, 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 uh, we have in us a root of non-existence. Our existence is, is stand, stands stands on the and fact that it came it about. It didn't have to be. Right? It's not to exist by etzim, like Hashem. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Fine. So that's the header. The davuk mitzad haschalosos. It means as the as the world exists right now. It has to it a feature. Uh, a, a, uh, if you look deeply into it, you realize it is like the, like the, like the, perhaps like the, like the pasuk says. Omed olam al blima. Right, that the world is suspended on nothingness. Yeah? It's suspended on nothingness. It's it's rooted in nothingness. It doesn't have its own independent existence. That's, I thought that was like uh, speaking to the fact that it just like seemingly just like floats and it's held together by nothing. What do you mean? In outer space, you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess not. Umitzad, Bechinozos, Sheyej Ba'olum, Heder, Mitzad, Haskalosos. So, uh, 
Bo Limitraim Choshech Shuheder Haor. So means Hashem is revealing to the Egyptians. You think you exist so fundamentally. You think you're so strong. You understand that your very existence comes from non-existence. That's what this darkness was displaying, act, uh, accentuating, bringing out to the forefront. Here is the here is the this darkness that your existence is rooted in, right? So feel this, feel this death, feel this non-existence, right? This is really shaykh to who you are. This is of the opinion that opinion that it came from Elion. Yeah, Choshech Elion, right? The other opinion, Rabbi Nehemia, comes from this other direction. Ve'od Yesh Heather Ba'olam Vezeh. There's another type of a Heather in the world, and that is Kiabria Shenivra Dovek Hachisaron Ba. That even the thing that does exist is not doesn't exist in a perfect way. It has it, it is lacking. It is not an absolute existence. So even <clears throat> is what it is now, but it's lacking. That's what it means Gehenna. Gehenna is speaks to you know whoever say let's just talk about a person, right? So a person uh, did not uh, leave. A person leaves this world, let's say, and he did not perfect himself in certain ways. He he has certain breakages in him, right? So. Like the Ramchal says in the second Chelik of Der Hashem, uh, base, I believe, that uh, you can't come into the Kibbutz Hashleimim of Olam Abba. You can't. Olam Abba is closeness to Hashem. By definition, everything, everyone there must be perfect. You can't come in there with any blemishes. So a person does have blemishes necessarily. Those must be dealt with prior to the place where that is fundamentally is Gehenna. Okay. So, so do I just like retract I'm, I'm not sure what that means. Sorry, I'm not sure I missed it. The, the we're no longer talking about where the Mitzvahs used to be prior to creation. Talking about now. Post creation. Oh, okay. Yeah? So, in the Mitzvahs itself, now we're looking at the Mitzvahs. Right? Did we mit- transition to the other opinion? That's right, yeah, right now. That's just, I was confused with the word Va'od. Va'od, va'od. sounds like continuing the previous No, point. no, no. It's not, it's not Va'od to explain. Va'od yesh header. There's, a, there, there's an additional type of a header. Oh, it's not like Va'od, comma. Correct. Oh, okay. That's why, that's why I preface it by saying this is Rabbi Nehemia. Okay. Yeah? So there's a n- different type of a header, Ba'olam, not the one, not the, the fact that pre-existence there was a header, but rather in the existence itself there's a header. Why? Because nothing exists perfectly. Even in the what it is, it's not perfect. You know, we're not angels, <clears throat> right? The so, so the thing, so the so the actual existence itself 
has breakages in it, has lacks in it. That also is a type of a header. And that is um, you know, the, the, I guess, the, uh, the archetype of it, the, 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 the way that um, one sees that clearest is the fact that this thing is shaykh to Gehenim. Right? Anything that's lacking, uh, that the more lacking something is, the more fit it is for Gehenim. Gehenim is a place, the pain of Gehenim, the, the suffering of it is uh, an experience of the header of one's existence. The experience of the non-existence of one's own existence. Can you say that again? The suffering of Gehenim is experiencing one's own lacks. means relating to, with eyes wide open, the non-existence of my own existence. In the lacks of my existence. Where I fall short. Where I'm not an Adam HaShalim. So it's like Gehenna is the consequence of the, of the lacks in our, in our Messias. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ulefikach Therefore, everyone who is fit, meaning to say, fit means his existence is such that it should be destroyed. Say, a Russia, right? So it means that we're saying not that prior to the existence, then you're still, we're saying in this existence itself, it's a mukulkal. It should be destroyed. It's all corrupted, right? So that, that thing, which is Roy low. Ha'ibodon, destroy it's fit for destruction and had their non-existence. Yavol Gehenim, that is, it's sent to Gehenim. So the fires of Gehenim, what's fire? Fire is something that destroys something, right? So the, the something that ought to be destroyed because of the lacks in its existence is sent to Gehenim. So that that'll be the cons- That'll be that's the that's this other source of Hoshe. Shisham ha-heder, Gehenim is an expression of the heder, habriya, the chesaron, habriya, and the lack of the beer. The kasher hevi, ha-kodesh boruchu. So now, now we got those two pshatim of what of the diff- two different types of heder, and therefore two different types of kosher. So when Hashem now is bringing the maka of kosher and Mitzrayim, hevi aleihem. A header, so Hashem brings upon them the header. Mitzad, ki, bibriya, dabaka header, the chisarn. Obviously, we spoke that out. Hashem is not doing a random maka of, I'm gonna, you know, whatever it is, I don't know, throw, you know, shoot a, a bunch of needles at you guys, right? It's not, it's not a random thing. It's, it's a bring out of the the header that that uh, that is there is a there, there is a really a part of the of of the existence of someone who's rebelling against Hashem. Yeah. So therefore, there's going to be two opinions as to where this header that Hashem is striking them with is coming from. This darkness that Hashem is striking them with, which aspect? of the two darknesses that is relevant to all existing beings, 
is the one being accentuated, brought to the forefront, right? So therefore, v'cholkim eze karov yoser lahavi. So Rabbi Nehemia and Rabbi Yehuda are arguing which one is the one that's closer to be brought, which one is the one that would be more reasonable, it should be, be brought out, means which one is the one that is more shayef to them, to, 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 to the, the Mitzrayim. Ki, amar Everyone agrees that there's the two. question is, which one is the more reasonable that Hashem was using? Yeah? What was the Makkah? What was the type of a Makkah? What was the Makkah coming to say? What was the Makkah doing? Yeah, no, I was asking last week, well, why is it significant? Right? Why, why, is why do we care where this darkness came from? Yeah, we're saying no. It means what is Hashem saying with this maka? What's being accentuated? What what kind of a darkness is it? What is this marvelous? What is this header? Kilimanda Amar Hachoshecha Elyon Karov Yoser. He says that is the it is Rabbi Yehuda is the Hachoshecha Elyon. It's the one that's closer. It's the reasonable that it was the one that was being used for the maka. Hashem was telling them, do you understand how much greater I am than you are? There is a divide between us that I exist fundamentally and you don't. So this Hoshech speaks to Hashem's existence being separate from ours. It's more al ma'aloso. Shehu nitzchi Vehem nevroim, Akhar Heder, whereas their existence is a mikra. They didn't. They used to not exist, and then afterwards they exist. Yeah, so that's what's being accentuated. That's the point that they're feeling: is that their existence, their entire existence, is mikra. It's a, it's a happenstance. It didn't used to be this way. They didn't used to exist. They don't have to exist. That's what it's speaking to. And whereas according to Rabbi Nechemia, Laman the Amar. So, whereas Rabbi Nechem is saying, no, it's the, the, the point that was accentuated was how lacking you are in your existence. How you are Rishoyim, and therefore... You, your existence as it is, is itself lacking. I realize this was a lamdusha point, so uh, I would encourage think about it, review it, and uh, happy to maybe take questions. Uh, some of it you know, can reach out to me. Happy to talk about it. Yes, one. Given that it's true, what's the meaning of the exactly? That's exactly what I'm saying. The Vedic Nagamita is either that you are failing to recognize that my existence is fundamentally greater than yours, that there is a hevdal between Hashem and you, and you're rebelling against Hashem, you're not listening to Hashem, you don't realize that there is a choshech elyon between us, or alternatively, the Vedic Nagamita is that um, you are. Rishayim, your your even your existence as it is unto itself is um, filled with heather. Those are two potential messages in the Marcus Kosher.
Okay. So um, we are now moving to Komar Hashem Kehatsos. Um, that is Pasuk. Parakan Pasuk one. Yudalif Dalad. Thank you. Okay, so obviously this is the this is the big one, right? This is Makas Bahoros. Did we ever answer that question when we were talking about um, Barad, about why Moshe said that why he why he gave a specific time, and we said because it's not something that's sometimes found in this world, but then we asked on Choshech, which is some, uh, by Makas Bahoros, so it's not even remotely something that happens normally. Yet we see that. It, we gave a time. The Moshe Rabbeinu gave a time. I think Ezra asked the question. Again, so so I just that uh, because so so Moshe Rabbeinu gave an exact time by Barud. Yeah. And then what was the question then? Well, the ter- the terrorist of that was because Barud something yeah. something happens in this world. Right. But so we needed Marcus it more Brachoro, specific to make it really weird. Yeah. So then why by Marcus Brachos do we need to give a time? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu give a time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, the point was he didn't give a time. No, that he did. If he didn't, that would be good. He said middle that makes of the night. sense. Yeah, he said, not Okay, so he's giving himself a more, you know, I mean, a few moments. Of error. But, uh, still, why, why did I just say that uh, if you don't do this, there will be, there will be, if you don't do this, there will be a a Marcus Bukharos. Just like with the other Marcus. If you don't, you know, if you don't, if you don't listen to him, yeah, so I'm saying it could be that there's another there's another reason, I mean, a greater reason, another reason to make it. Yeah, maybe like as you're saying, grand finale. Maybe other reasons. I don't know. Okay. Right. Does Me, Maral address it or no? To do. Um, don't remember. We'll see. Okay. Um, so here we're going to be addressing a different point of it. Why it's kichatzos, right? So call my Hashem kichatzos, like. I don't want to translate the word because <laughs> that's exactly what the model is going to be working on. Kichatzos. Yeah? Um, What's wrong with just saying for now, like midnight? Because that, that you've already prejudiced us. Once you say like, Kichatzos, you say like, that's already your... your, your when you translate, you also mefarish. Yeah, so being that we're going to be working and be mefarish the word, so it's, uh, we'll just leave it for now. Kechatzos. Um, so, Pirshu Perek, Kama de Brachas. Says the Gemara, Mashiamar, Kechatzos. Ube Maka, Sivayi, Bechatzos. When the plague is actually happening, it says, At Chatzos. Halayla. Shalakach Amar Kechatzos Shema Yitou is Tegnine Paro. They didn't have. There, there is no light happening, so you can't draw a scratch on the 
you can't uh, on the wall and say when the shadow reaches the scratch. So rather, it's going to need to rely on the scientific calculations of when Hatsos is, which they had ways of doing that uh, with the stars and, and things, but perhaps they will make a mistake in their calculation. Vayomru Moshe Badai, they will say Moshe is a liar. Who? Lekach Amar Kehatsos. That's why he said Kehatsos. Which means even though what they'll be off by, I mean, I don't know, 10 minutes, let's say, half an hour, how much can they be off by already, right? So, Maka is going to happen at some point in the middle of the night, right? Um, but nonetheless, Moshe says, Kehatsos. Okay, so, Vakasha, the Hashta, Yomru Gamkin, Moshe Ein, Yodea Hasha. So, there's a difficulty with this explanation that. Okay, so you got out of being a liar, but you made yourself sound like an incompetent. Because right? you're saying approximately. You're giving a time, but you're saying approximately. So that itself speaks to a lack of knowledge. You're supposed to be the prophet of God, and you can't even identify the time. Vayira, Shein Razal Mefarshim Kechatsos Kemo Bechetzi Alayla Shehu Shem Dover Demashma Samuch Lechetzi Alayla Ola Acher Chetzi Shizeinu Says the moral It doesn't mean Kichatzos does not mean Aprakim in approximately uh, Midnight That is not what it means Right, so that's why We didn't want to explain the way you said it Right Okay, because then Moshe would be making himself sound like a fool, which is also bad. Devadai pirush kichatzos kemo kealos. As the sun goes up, kealos means as the sun goes up. The pirusho b'sha shiyeze shehalayla nichlak. So then, bringing it back to Kachatzos, it means not, not approximate, not like, but as. as. No, not just as. There's a comparison. No. He's describing a period as, of time. As the night is divided. Not, Chatzos is not midnight. Chatzos is divided. So as, Kachatzos is, as the night is, is being divided. Kealos is as the sun goes up. How can the Maharal is that an Achron argue on the Gemara? He's not. He's being a first to Gemara. He's telling you this is what the Gemara is saying. Gemara says not like that. Or at least Rashi says not like that. Okay. So is your question he's arguing on the Gemara or is your question he's arguing on Rashi? Either way, it's a good question. Well, no. I think it's two very different. Well, actually, no, he's, he definitely argues on Rashi. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but he's the far same Rashi. He's not... Wait, you mean here. you mean in the Gurari? Yeah, he's trying to elucidate. I think he asked in the Gurari, but here, what's that? In the Gurari? Yeah, but we're in the Gurus Hashem. Okay, okay, but you should know that even in the Gurari, if he disagrees with Rashi's interpretation of Chazal, he'll argue on Rashi. 
means he, the Guru Arye is fundamentally, I mean, he does definitely work with Rashi a lot of the time, because Rashi is often working with Chazal. But where Rashi will deviate from Chazal, which happens sometimes, right? or Rashi says a pshat in a midrash that he disagrees with, he'll argue with it. So obviously Rashi was a, was a uh, great man, but one thing that you be aware of is the Maral actually says it in... I find where it's like maybe in Baragola or something. So he, he explains the, uh, a Chazal not like Rashi and Tosus, and then he says something to the extent of, well, you know, it's not totally their fault. The, the, they're just coming to explain, like, in a simple way. I mean, they don't have, like, a page to, like, elucidate, to explain, to go to the depths of what I was saying. So they need to say it in a, in a way that a, you know, a bar mitzvah boy can sit down and, and read the Gemara. Right? I mean, Rashi wrote it for everybody. This is, it has to be universal. So... Yeah, uh, but even without coming out to it, so, so, no, the moral is arguing. Yeah, so he understands that this is not the pshat in the Gemara, and the reason is because then, because there's a difficulty with the explanation that Rashi is saying. If indeed Rashi says, I have to look up again. Rashi says it, um, so but like, but if he, if he does, he seems to explain it the way Dan explained it in terms of. The reason why I said Kachatot is that, like, the basic Ninikaro don't like... What was he, like, he, oh, he That's what the Gemara says. Right. So the question is, what did he say? Did he say approximately at midnight? Or the morale here is saying that, it, that, that he said, as the night is divided. I mean, it I mean, seems pretty clear from, like, the context of Rashi that he's saying approximately is that, like, the... The Paro won't be like, oh, he, he missed by a few minutes. Like, as like, I said, but the Maral is also saying that. What Maral so it seems like he's saying, the Maral is explaining this Gemara, which says the following words. That Moshe Rabbeinu said, Kichatzos, and not Bichatzos, so that in case the English of Paro make a mistake, they will not think Paro, that Moshe is mistaken. Okay? So, everyone is saying that. The question is, does, oh, what, what does did, what, oh, oh, sorry, He's, he's defining it as a period of time. The Gemara, though. Meaning, as we, the sun comes it's, it's up, it's not a, a, an exact moment. As the sun comes up, is a, is, a, is a slice of time. Right. So as the night is divided, it's also a slice of time. So for Moshe to say, let's say Moshe said, um, at night, the, you know, during the night, the firstborn will die. Does that make him sound foolish? No. He told you, at night, the firstborn will die. That's okay. So he was more specific. He said, during the quarter of an hour, you know, there's two halves of the night, and there's a quarter of a half an hour, a quarter of an hour that links them, right? During that slice of time, the firstborn will die. And they do die during that time. Anything wrong with that? Does he sound like a fool? No. You're saying that's more, so Marl's point is that's more specific than, than approximately. Approximately makes you sound like you're a fool. Because well, he doesn't know if it's going to be before or after. Of time. As the time changes, the change of the guard is not a split second, but it's a range of time. Right. So, so let's see if... Um